0: helping you find that deeper level of motivation and start practicing some of those high performance habits. Well, you hear me talk about many of those concepts in these special episodes here. These are my best of trainings only and exclusively right here on The Brendan Show. So I hope you enjoyed them. Please know that as you hear me speak in many of these, you'll hear me reference something because sometimes I'll have been training live or on video or on stage or through a broadcast. So you might not be able to see something I'm suggesting or motioning to or maybe even drawing out on a, on a flip chart or motioning towards on a presentation, but you'll get the gist of it. So make sure you bust out your journal, take some good notes here because this is really valuable insights on the mindset or the strategy that you need to adopt in order to improve your life. And if you want to go and get more content like this, but much more deeper and have more of an inner Interactive relationship with me in this type of training, make sure you join our high performance monthly training program. That's our monthly subscription program where I go live with you and our uh, high performance students every single month. And I train on a new topic or a new piece of research that we've created from the High Performance Institute. And I train on that. And then I do Q&A and actual live coaching and interactive coaching with people every single month. That's called High Performance Monthly. And you can access it at brendan.com forward slash monthly that's brendan.com forward slash monthly b-r-e-n-d-o-n.com forward slash monthly to get deeper dive training similar to this so if you like this you would love that training program but without further ado let's jump in right now to one of the brendan show's best of trainings What is it that we can learn from the world's highest achievers, the most successful, happy, fulfilled, wealthy people? What is it that they know? What is it that they do? How do they interact with other people? And how do they stand out to build their dream life? You know, the most successful people in the world, they're crushing it on a daily basis. They they have higher levels of performance than other people. It's not that they're superhuman it's that they're more consistent. It's not that they're amazing all the time, they're amazing when it counts. It's not just that they're more productive, they're producing the right things. So let's talk about that. What's it gonna take for you to take your levels of contribution and productivity in the world and double, triple, quadruple it? And if those numbers sound obnoxious or ridiculous, hold on a second, because maybe there's some strategies you can learn about what people are doing on a daily basis to manage their lives better. Because look, the, the old excuses that we used to rely on, we'd say, oh well, sure, she can do it as an executive because she doesn't have kids yet. Or sure, he can do it because he's got this team. Or sure, she can do it because she had this blessing or that skill or that luck or that talent. Look, excuses and blaming other people or assuming that they can do it and we cannot is one of the things that keeps us in the lower 98. To get into the top 2%, we have to take total control of our lives again, be accountable for it, be self-reliant, and be willing to go out there and demand more of ourselves than we've ever demanded, and enact our behaviors and follow our plans, frankly, more intelligently and more consistently. I think that's all true. But today, it's so hard to get ahead because there's so much coming at us, so many of us struggle to focus our time, our energies, our attentions because the world has figured out ways to bombard us in everything that we do. From literally, it's like now you can buy watches that are constantly beeping at you and you can check your email on your watch, you know, on your mobile devices. Like they're hitting you every single way. They're trying to get at you. Watch out! So what are we gonna do to get back in control? Let's just begin. Let's start you today, let's start your digital diet. Now I'm guessing, as a pretty savvy person, you like to be informed. As a person who likes to be informed, you have lots of different outlets coming in and that you're paying attention to. But here's the challenge of most people today. They're focusing on so many different things, they're not really focusing on anything. And most people today truly need a digital diet. What do you mean by that? Well, I think most of the world right now is suffering from two very extreme cases of browser blackout and app amnesia. <laughs> you know? What do I mean by that? Well, browser blackout, have you ever had a day where you open up your inbox or you open up uh, you know, your, your internet and there you are, you find yourself clicking on all these little blue links and all of a sudden, you know, a couple of minutes go by, a couple of hours go by and all of a sudden you kind of like wake up. It's a blackout, right? You blacked out in your browser. You were looking at your browser and all of a sudden you're like, hey, what happened in this last 30 minutes? And you can't really remember anything during that amount of time. You you don't really, like, do you remember all that surfing on the internet you did a couple days ago? Do you remember anything you really saw? Did anything really add any value to your life? Most often it's not. We just get caught in sort of wormholes of information that go down and go down, down, down. And people literally suffer browser blackout. They wake up and they can't remember what they've done in the last two hours. And all that time and energy that went into that, it could have went into something that's productive and meaningful for them instead of just browsing. Look, what we've learned in neuroscience is the reason we like to browse is because it activates more dopamine release in the reward centers of our brain. We get a little hit of dopamine, sometimes vasopressin, depending on what we're seeing, all newness and variety can bring in a little bit of oxytocin or serotonin. It makes us feel great, depending on what it is. And most often, it's that new intriguing thing that's dropping that dopamine, which is like the brain's candy, right? And all of a sudden, that molecule or that hormone, depending on how they describe it, it's kicking off in the back of your brain. You're you're excited to see all these new things. But the challenge is, there's no fulfillment there, right? Variety might be the spice of life, but often variety leaves you starving because spices aren't enough for nourishment. Right? We have to find a different thing that we can focus on to bring real depth into our life, real nourishment into life, to focus on the things that matter to us again. To do that, you might need to go on a digital diet. Start limiting the amount of time you browse around on stuff because if you're just constantly browsing, you're not getting anything done. Don't fool yourself. We have to be honest with ourselves. And today, you know, especially with our mobile diet, we also suffer from app amnesia, which is the same idea. We start playing with an app, and we're playing with the app, and we lose all this time. I'm amazed how many people, when I go and I fly around the world, you know, I'm, I'm often sitting up there with people who are very successful up in first class, you know, people who run companies, celebrities, well-known people, and they're sitting up there, everyday people who are just succeeding and crushing it. They're really important people, and often they're sitting playing some little game. And I always wonder, like, how do they get up here if they're just playing these little games? And I might ask them, and I say, how much do you play that game? And they go, oh, it's just because right now I'm trying to tune out just a little bit, and then when this plane gets to the top, and as soon as you hit 30,000 feet, I'm gonna start this project. And, but other people, they'll play, I'll go in the back. They're playing the game the whole flight. See, sometimes I'm cool if you're gonna to need to disengage for a little bit or you have a few minutes to kill here or there. But you know what most successful people do? The top 2%, they contemplate, they think, they plan. They strategize. They're not lost in screwing around online. They're not lost in screwing around on their mobile device that long because they have too much to do. And you know, most of the things that people are looking at when they need to go on a digital diet is just like, it's tripe. You know, it's voyeurism. It's, It's looking at some celebrity gossip thing. But you know what? People on the path of purpose, they don't have time for drama. They don't have time for the social intrigue of, of the reality shows. Because you know what, they're trying to make meaningful contributions in the world. Do you think Warren Buffett's sitting at home for seven hours a night, you know, watching Real Housewives or some other stupid show that's on television? No, he's focused, he's getting things done. He's thinking about how can I change the world? How can I make a difference? How can I invest more intelligently? And I'm not saying that you have to be a workaholic. By any means. I mean, I'm blessed to do really well in my business. I love my vacation time. But even when I'm on my vacation, I'm thinking, I'm contemplating, I'm I'm, I'm philosophizing, if you will, about the world, about my place in it, about what I want to do. And to do that, you have to unplug your mind from the stream, the digital stream around us, and tap back into your nature. Tap back into your own mind. Tap back into your own ambitions, your own life. Most people, they're avoiding their life, and that's why they're going to the digital world. They're they're looking for that quote unquote second life, something that could be better online. Let me go watch this person, I'll feel better about myself, or I'll go watch this person, I'll live through their life. And I say, no, 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 work on your own life. Go on a digital diet, focus your time back on your life and think, wow, what can I do here to improve my life? You know, just turn it all off once in a while. You know, really, truly, nothing could be more important to your well-being than unplugging and sitting down and just thinking or sitting down and meditating. If you got a few minutes to kill, this is what I teach executive all the time, you got those 10 minutes to kill before that plane, you know, hits that 30,000 feet mark, here's what I want you to do in that 10, 15, 20 minutes. Meditate. Refresh your brain instead of stressing it out with dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Because look, games... They're not developing your brain unless they're really smart brain games. But even in that case, they require a lot of taxation on your mind and your mental faculties. I'd rather you clear the decks with meditation so you can be fresh. And as you become more mindful, you do become more intelligent. Mindful people score better on tests. Duh, it doesn't take a lot to think about that. You need to become more mindful in your life. How do you do that? It's usually not by jumping into the digital stream It's by going internal, going in your own mind, contemplating, mastering your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, mastering your day, mastering your behavior. Self-mastery is gonna get you a lot farther in life than paying attention to all the celebrities. I think we all know that, but it's been so convenient now to tune in, and we get so many messages from people to look at stuff. We need to go on a digital diet, and I encourage you to do it right away. I mean, the more you go on an information diet or a digital diet, the more you'll start finding yourself moving ahead. If it's not tied to a learning or a development plan, then it's probably just a waste of time. People waste a lot of time looking at stuff that has nothing to do with their business, nothing to do with their life. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't, you know, broaden our perspective in life, but broaden your perspective when you're ready to broaden your perspective. Don't do it just because a little blue link shows up in your inbox or a little message chat comes up over here. Like pay attention to your time again and most of your time being sucked away today is in the digital environment. So go on that digital diet right away. Second, always follow your daily ritual. If you do not yet have a daily ritual to always follow, get one. What could you do each and every single day to improve your focus and the quality of your life? Great question, right? What's your daily ritual? Now, a lot of, mostly most of the successful people I know, they have a morning ritual, right? They get up and they do some specific things. And here's what they don't do. Again, they don't get up and check their inbox right away. The top 2% doesn't often do that, why? because they've seen what we teach at High Performance Academy. If you check your inbox in that first 30 minutes to an hour of the day and start responding there, you're living your life and you're starting your day from reaction. Again, the inbox is nothing but a convenient organizing system of other people's agendas. If you keep following everyone else's agendas and you keep reacting to the world over and over and over again, you're not building your life, you're reacting to other people's lives. So we have to figure out what's your daily ritual? When you wake up, what do you want it to be about? My friend Wayne Dyer, when he wakes up, his feet hit the ground on the bed, and he sits and he closes his eyes and he says three times, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because Wayne wants to start his day from a place of gratitude and feeling blessed. You know, and then you get up in the bed and you what are you going to do next? Really think about it. What should you do next? You know, I encourage my clients, drink a bunch of water. I'm talking like 20 ounces of water because you're probably dehydrated and most people suffer from chronic dehydration in the United States. So I'm like, why? We have water everywhere. Drink some water, right? Then you might do your workout or maybe if you're not going to do a workout, you go and you have your healthy breakfast to start, right? Always get your breakfast in. Then what are you going to do? Okay, you have some breakfast. When you go into the office, don't open your inbox. Sit down and think, what are my projects I have to do today? Who are the people I need to reach out to? What are my key priorities? So I want you to think about what's your daily ritual? For me, part of my daily ritual is working out. Now I don't always get to work out, it's not daily. For me, my workout is every other day no matter what. But part of my daily ritual is I walk outside every day, 30 to 45 minutes. Why? Well, I live in Portland, Oregon, I like that vitamin D. But no, for other people, it's for me, honestly, it's just, it's getting fresh air. So many people actually never go outside anymore. The only time they spend outside is between their house and their car, or their house and their, their car and their workplace and back in. They never go outside anymore. There's so much that nature has to offer in terms of fresh air and in terms of just expansive thinking. You gotta get outside and walk. My friend Paulo Coelho, who's the most successful author living of all time. Paulo is absolutely incredible. I mean, sold tens of millions of hundreds of millions of books around the world. Um, you know, tens and tens of millions of followers online. Incredible guy wrote The Alchemist. He goes for a daily walk every day. He gets gets out in nature, goes for a walk, and I thought, how cool is that? I should do that. What else could you have in your daily ritual? What about learning When do you learn? Do you you read an hour a day, half an hour a day? I've read at least an hour a day, every single day of my life for 18 years, never miss. I've read a book a week, every single week for 18 years. It's helped me, that practice has made me more an informed, intelligent person, especially in the areas I wanna master. Well, that's just a learning ritual I put into my day. What about, do you have a gratitude ritual? Do you, do you thank people every day? Do you, do you reach out in some way? Do you send an email or write a thank you note or pick up the phone and call them and tell them thank you? How would that be for daily ritual? So you can have physical rituals, you can have morning rituals, you can have you know, times and, and things that you do to take care of your physical body, but also your spiritual self, you know, that gratitude activity. Maybe at night, part of your daily ritual is you journal. What did you learn today? What are you thankful for today? Oprah says the best thing she did in her life, every time they ask her, what made you successful? She always says the number one best thing she did in her life was start a gratitude journal. Every night, she writes down the things that she's grateful for. Hmm, no wonder she's so successful, so well thought of, because she's a grateful person. And what else could you do on a daily ritual? Do you have a daily ritual that you might do with your team? If you work with people one-on-one often, do you have a ritual that you do for your business? Do you have a ritual that you do for your life in general? What is it? If you don't have that ritual, this is the time to pause this program, sit and think, what could I do on a daily basis? Now, I know I put always, and that's a high order. You, maybe you can't always do it. Strive to always do it. You know, It's not easy, but I, you have to try to always do it. I would say, I'm gonna have one obnoxiously healthy meal every day. Obnoxiously healthy meal. It's not always easy, but man, if I got to be at a restaurant or a hotel and they got nothing, i go, bring me a big old bowl of salad. They say, you want something with it? I go, no. They say, just salad? I go, two bowls of salad. <laughs> you know, whatever it takes for you. You got to find your way. You got to find your groove. What is your daily ritual? If you don't have one, here's the problem. Then you're living in life in reaction. No ritual, just reaction. We got to become more proactive about how we live our life, as Stephen Covey teaches us, right? We gotta be thoughtful about what is it that we want our lives to be about. And if we don't have a practice or a set of habits, then we never really get that internal strength, and frankly, we never get a mastery level. The top Olympians in the world, the top athletes, their daily rituals are so fine-tuned because they know to be the best. They gotta dial that stuff in. They really have to stick to a ritual Because, you know, if we don't have a ritual, we'll just do whatever comes up. So really develop your daily ritual. If you're going to become the top 2% in your productivity, you have to learn the art of scheduling block time. Most important thing you could do out of anything that I really teach in productivity is understanding block time. Block time is just that. You find blocks of time that you block out, and nothing enters that block of time except your primary task or priority during that time. What do I mean by that? For me, I'm a writer, right? So I got to block the time I'm going to write a book. That means there's going to be several days at a time where nothing happens in those days except writing. I don't check my email. So for me to be able to block the time for that, I need to have a person who checks my email. I have, during that time, I don't even think about food. So I literally schedule food to be delivered to me during that time or... Someone to bring it or me, I know where I'm going to go get the other food. Like what you try to do is you try to remove every decision. You try to remove everything that you would have to do during that time so you can focus on your art, on the thing you're producing, on the thing that you're creating. Now, most people have never, ever had blocks of time like that. They kind of say, oh, on Wednesday, I'll do this thing. I'm like, no, no, no. When on Wednesday? And how are you going to remove every barrier to that so you can do nothing else? I remember when I was learning to write, um, one of the great inspirations in my life was a guy named Poe Bronson. He wrote a great book. If you haven't read it, one of his many great best-selling books, wrote a book called What Should I Do With My Life? He wrote another book called um, Top Dog. Great books, by the way, great books. Poe's an amazing writer. I think one of the best of his generation. Well, Poe, when he's going to go to write, he goes to the top of his uh, sort of, uh, I guess, condo unit or business, uh, place of business. On the top of this, literally on the roof of this place is this, I think I remember the story, it's like an old electrical sort of um, room on the top of this building. He goes in there, there's one light switch up there. He turns that light switch on, he sits down with his computer and he writes. There's nothing in the room. It's a tiny little room. There's no space to do anything but to write. When he goes up there, he doesn't have a phone. He's writing. He's not connected to the internet. He's writing. He's not browsing, he's writing. See, when a great painter develops their great masterpieces, when they go into that art studio, all they're doing is focusing. They're allowing themselves. See, if you don't focus, you don't block time, you can't get into flow. You can't get in the mastery artistry of building real expertise at something. You're going to be doing 50 other things, right? It really takes away from their ability. I'm not pausing these videos as we're shooting them and going to do something. We're going to block the time. I'm going to shoot the video. That's my focus right then. You have to build that into your life. If you don't, not only will you not get things done, you'll never do them from a state of flow, which is real mastery develops from there. In block time is during that time, you're not doing other things, you're not trying to make other decisions. You know, uh, I don't know if you ever saw or read the Michael Lewis interview and uh, article about how he sort of followed President Obama. And what he did is he was trying to figure out how does the world's most important influential person, the President of the United States, think and behave and get stuff done. As he followed him, he realized Obama set his entire life up so that he can minimize the number of decisions he has to make. As we've learned from great um, neuroscience studies about willpower, the more decisions we have to make during a period of time, the less quality those decisions tend to be the more those decisions tend to lean back on internal preferences or old behaviors or unconscious patterns, and the less accurate we become. We make more assumptions, we start making more false ways of thinking, and our decisions become lower grade of quality. So, for example, President Obama, when he gets up to work of the day, he doesn't choose his suit. He wakes up, the suit's already there. He doesn't have to figure out what time i am gonna wear today? Tie, suit, shirt. It's already chosen, it's already done. He can go about his day. He's minimizing the number of decisions he has to make, even small decisions about what to eat, doesn't think about it, doesn't wanna think about it. Why? And you say, well sure, he's got a nice convenience for that. No, no, you can set your life up that way. There's no reason that you can't set your life up like that. People say, well Brent, I don't have an assistant or something like that to do. Fine, just plan it in advance. Get it done the night before. So the next day you're rocking. You're not having to have all those thought processes that are happening during that block time. Your food during block time, figure it out. Who's checking your inbox or doing the work that might have to happen in your real business, your real life, figure it out. There's block time that I've taken in my life, one, two, three weeks, where I'm off the grid. Now, it wasn't easy to set that up, I don't pretend it was, but you also don't have many back-to-back New York Times best-selling authors in this world anymore, especially like me in, in multiple categories. I've you know, been back-to-back in the self-help space, but also in the business space. How do you do that? I have to block the time to do my marketing activities, to think about it. You know, I'm gonna say these three days, those are the days I'm gonna shoot my videos. Nothing else happens in those days unless it's a massive emergency. But see, the whole world thinks it's an emergency. Every inbox, every email you get it feels like an emergency. You have to reply to it. If you're still stuck on that treadmill, you really need to give yourself a digital diet to realize that you know, the world wants a reply right now. They don't need it. I know that sounds crazy, but outside of the world of customer service, unless you're doing your personal customer service, no one really needs a reply in an hour. No one needs a reply in the next two hours. No one needs a reply this day. I mean, honestly, I mean, we feel like it, right? And I know you're saying, "Well, you don't know my life. No, 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 no. I do know your life. I've coached the best in the world. That's why you're here. And I can tell you many of the folks who are stressed out of their mind and their well-being is crap. They might be wealthy, but they're spiritually and physically and emotionally poor now because they sapped it outside themselves thinking they need to reply to everybody's demand instantaneously. That is not the reality of the world. That's an internal reality that says, oh my gosh, I need to reply to everybody right now. No, you don't. And the more you believe you have to, the more you're trapped in a cage, right? Part of freeing ourselves from the world a little bit to be more productive, to be better masters, artists, creators, contributors, producers, is to be able to step outside the stream of the world and go into our own little world and be a master there. And then come back to the world when we're ready to not let the world infiltrate us. Now, I know that's challenging because many of you say, well, well, dude, you don't understand. You know, my kids, they bust in here all the time. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. You can train children, too. (laughs) It's not a popular. I know it's not popular to say it, but I've got plenty of very, very high achieving, super successful friends and super successful people who figure out a way like, you know, at some point to train and to teach even their children. Hey, you know, what? when when daddy's in here, can't come in. When mommy's doing this, uh, you can't do this. Go ask dad. Right? You have to find those places. I know that's not easy for everybody. I'm not pretending any of this is easy. Please don't attack me or be upset at me for saying these things to people. I'm just trying to do what I promise I'd do. Most people really need to be called out because they haven't had block time for so long, they can't figure out why they're not getting ahead. Well, if you're not blocking time to give yourself significant times for creativity and production in your life, how are you ever gonna contribute something unique, something meaningful, something valuable, that's gonna change the game for you. You're not, all you're doing is responding. What you're doing, here's how you know if you, don't, if you haven't had block time in a while. If you feel like you're just maintaining things. Yeah, you know, if you're just maintaining your business or you're just maintaining a current level, but you're not having these extraordinary growth periods of time, it's because you haven't had any block time to develop something that would help you achieve another level of extraordinary in your life? I know it sounds so basic, but look at your week. I mean, honestly, go to your calendar right now. Are there significant blocks of time for you to be alone, to produce things that are meaningful and will get your life ahead or your business ahead? If you look in there and say, well, geez, Brent, I got a bunch of meetings here. Okay, are those meetings significant working periods of time with your team? real working time in which block time is happening, you're crunching it, right? So for example, a lot of my Silicon Valley clients, that's when they're gonna do like, you know, uh, they'll do a huddle and they'll do like a coding huddle where it's like, okay, for four days, we're gonna do nothing but code the next beta version of this thing. And they don't do anything. I mean, we have food ordered in for them. I mean, they basically sleep on premises, right? Or they go home and they sleep, they come back and they just work and they code and they code and they code and that's all they do for periods of day. And that block time is scheduled in advance. Everyone knows it's coming up so they can orient their life around it. And then bam, for three or four days, man, they work. And I know you've probably been part of a team or a project where you did that before. Maybe it was just like, you blocked time one time in college, you had to get a 20 page paper done. You know, you're just like, oh my gosh, I got to tonight. I got I to gotta do nothing else. I'm not going out with my friends. I'm not taking calls. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to write 20 pages tonight. And you disappeared in the library and found a corner. You're like, wow, there's corners. There's nobody here. And you just wrote that 20 page paper. Well, if you did that, by the way, for 10 days, not maybe not 10 days in a row, but let's say you had one day, you know, that you scheduled out over here and there, 20 pages, 10 days, you have a 200 page book. Huh? You wrote a 200-page book in 10 days. You edited it in four or five days more. You started thinking about blocking some time to market that book. You Blocked out four or five days more for that. Blocked out a couple days to reach out to some people. And then you launched that book. Well, that's what I did with The Millionaire Messenger. Number one New York Times bestseller. Number one USA Today bestseller number one Amazon bestseller, number one Barnes & Noble bestseller. From the time I came up with that book to the time it was number one on the New York Times, I came up with the book, wrote the book, edited the book, promoted the book. It was 11 weeks, 11 weeks of time to become a number one New York Times bestseller. Now, the book sucks, but <laughs> I'm just checking if you're here. I think it was okay of a book. It did pretty good. People love it. It changed. It started a lot. launched, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of careers in our space. I mean, there's more expert speakers and online marketers because of that book than any other book ever in this genre, ever. Why? Because I blocked the time to do it. I knew I needed to get it done. I decided I'm going to block the time and do it. Now, can everybody do that? No. But can we all find some time to block in our week, at least on a weekly basis? I mean, next week. Do you have some block time to really create and get things done? And do you stick to it? It's the most important concept. It's such a no-brainer, but because people don't do it, that's why, you know, sometimes, because we're not doing the no-brainers, we have no life. You know, we're giving our lives over to other people because we have not taken the most valuable resource we've all been gifted. We've all been gifted, with this is the most valuable resource in our lives. Time, and what we do with that time. So block it out. Schedule it. My friend and mentor Tony Robbins says, unless it's scheduled, it's not real. It's not gonna happen if you haven't scheduled it. So my encouragement to you is block out significant chunks of time. Doesn't have to be a full day, maybe a couple hours during the day, but those hours are protected. Nothing else happens during that time. That's how you know you're blocking time. All right, my friend. I hope that you enjoyed that best of episode. Was that inspiring? Were you fired up? Did you love it? If you did, make sure you do me a favor. Go out on social media somewhere and share that episode. You know, just go out, post it somewhere, post yourself listening to it. Make sure you hashtag hashtag the Brendan Show because when you do that, I can look you up and we can find you on Instagram and post that in the social media. And sometimes we do all expense paid trips to people we find. We just randomly select people. We send them gifts, autograph books, swag, T-shirts, all expense paid trips to some of my seminars. So make sure you, you let us know. Share what you thought about this episode out there on the social media worlds and then we can find you and celebrate you. And also, I would love to invite you to join us in our High Performance monthly program. So just go to Brendan.com Dot com forward slash monthly. That's brendan.com forward slash monthly. That's where we do deeper dive trainings like you just heard, but we do that every single month. And there's some live Q and a there and I do some giveaways and we give students in that monthly program tickets to my seminars and some extra special training on leadership. So make sure to check it out at brendan.com forward slash monthly. Monthly, I appreciate you being part of this community of so many people dedicated to finding that deeper drive of motivation and practicing high performance habits so that they can become extraordinary in their careers, in your personal life, in your health Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the U.S., you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well if you want to go check it out. It's just...